After a slow first half of the season, I think it's safe to say that Alex Ovechkin is back. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and a welcome into this edition of Locked on Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. I would love to talk Capitals hockey with you one-on-one, and we can do that on subtext. Just check the show description for more details. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for more details. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, I recap the weekend of games for the Capitals against the Bruins, against the Canucks. Wow, what a weekend. Wow, what a difference two games can make. We'll talk about that in the show a little bit later. We will talk about what changed. It seemed like it was doom and gloom before this weekend, but all of a sudden, Things look potentially like they could be a lot different, but just to get it going here, we will talk about how the Great Eight is back. Can you believe it? Can you believe that I'm talking about that Alex Ovechkin is back? And some people would say he never left, and I hear what you're saying, but it was the slowest first half for Alex Ovechkin Ever. It's not just like hyperbole, like Dan's going out on a limb saying that Alex Ovechkin lost his game. It was the worst start of a season for Alex Ovechkin in his entire career. And then something crazy happened. It was the all-star break, and he went to Dubai and rode around on a camel. And I don't know what's in the water in Dubai, but whatever he was drinking there seems to have fixed what was wrong with Alex Ovechkin. Again, I don't want to overthink what Uh, was fixed uh, during the All-Star break. What I know for sure is that it does appear that Alex Ovechkin has once again found his game. And Capitals fans, let's rejoice. In the game against the Canucks, Alex Ovechkin continues to dominate by scoring another goal for his 13th of the season. Uh, Again, when you take a look at how he started the season, it was crazy, Uh, has scored in five straight games, and he has 16 points in his last 15 games. This is vintage Alex Ovechkin. This is the Alex Ovechkin that we've known, and I'm going to be honest with you, and I I feel like I have to be forthright with you and admit when I'm wrong. And I was wrong about Alex Ovechkin to start the season, and hey, I'm a married guy at the end of the day. I'm used to being wrong. You know what I'm talking about, married guys out there. So if you can, you know, make a prediction, and I don't think that when I kind of made that assessment on Alex Ovechkin to start the season, I don't think it was anything too crazy to say. It was his slowest start in his 
career. But now his trajectory is to hit the 20 goal mark, something that seemed totally unattainable to start the season. My how times have changed for the grade eight. He had just nine goals before the all-star break and quite an about face. And, you know, uh, when I saw the interview with Alex Ovechkin, after the All-Star break, he says, I was well-rested, I took ta- time with my family, I was at the beach, I rode around on a camel, this and that and the other thing. And I thought, well, that's great, he relaxed, but he's still going to have a poor season. He has just had a complete about-face and is absolutely killing it. He also went through the longest goalless streak of his career, 14 games There was something wrong with Alex Ovechkin's game to start the first half of the season. What it is, I don't know. I don't know if we will ever know. Maybe it was just that he was thinking about things too much. You know, I know that he went through a lot of different sticks, different manufacturers. He didn't have a sponsorship uh, anymore with his uh, stick company. So he went through many, several different stick brands and, and makes and models before he arrived where he's at. Does that have something to do with it? Like I've talked about, once you start, you know, using your equipment as an excuse about why you're not playing well, I think that's when you need to start working on your game. You know, again, if you're an everyday of the show, you know, I spoke about this. I'm a drummer. And when I started blaming my sticks breaking or the cymbals breaking, then I knew it wasn't me uh, or it wasn't, you know, the, the equipment. It was I wasn't didn't have the proper technique. I think the same thing holds true for Alex Ovechkin. I think that, you know, equipment, of course, plays at least some role in how well you play. But to, you know, say that that is the biggest reason, I think, is just really rather silly at the end of the day. And as I've said all along, and it holds true, and many people said, hey, Dan, this hasn't been true for a long time. But as Ovi goes, so go the Capitals. He leads by example. And wow, again, what a weekend by the Capitals. I'll talk about the games a little bit more in depth later in the show. But, you know, and, and I'm just going to say why these games. Why why am I saying that these games are so important? Because before the weekend started here, the Bruins had the second most points in all of the NHL. The Canucks had the most points in all of the NHL. And then you take a look at where the Capitals are at. So for them to shut out the Bruins was a huge thing. To take the Canucks to overtime, that was a huge thing. That speaks volumes of this team. And it'll be interesting to see how they perform next against the Avalanche. But again, it's a good direction is what I'm going to say. Uh, as Ovi has changed a man after spending time with his family in Dubai, he had time to reflect, recover, and the biggest thing for Capitals is that he re- rediscovered his hunger to do great thing with the Capitals. I think that that was the biggest thing. I think that was something that bugged him, that, you know, I think he felt like he was letting the Capitals fans down, his teammates down, the city, the coaches that I think that he uh, is in a good place now, that he was able to rediscover his game and, you know, show to everyone, I can still do it. But Ovi takes it all in stride. No need to boast. The puck goes in. It's a good thing, Ovechkin said modestly. I'll take it and move on. The biggest thing going on for Ovi is he's keeping his legs moving and generating chances. In the first half of the season, he was more just kind of stationary. And that was one thing that was noticeable. It just seems like he was getting out worked 
most every time he was on the ice, no matter what team they were playing against. But I think the biggest thing is that he just has that speed and he kind of just remembered, oh, that's how Ovi plays hockey. And he has played that much better. But it isn't just the offense. Uh, one of the biggest you know, things that said negatively about Alex Ovechkin is his defense. As long as Alex Ovechkin has been in the league, people have said disparaging things about his defense. But Ovi has taken strides recently here defensively. One of his few weaknesses that he's been criticized about over the years is how he plays when he doesn't have the puck. And he has taken strides in that direction as well. So this is Ovi coming full circle. Uh, and as Capitals fans, this couldn't have come at a better time as these games between now and March 8th are of paramount importance. And I think that it's a big thing that Ovi's turning on the Jets at the right time. I don't think it was possible in the first half of the season, but Alex Ovechkin is on target to have a 20-goal season. That seemed so far-fetched in the first half of the season, but it is getting closer to reality. Again, when I talked about how he started... Uh, that you know he had little goals to start the season and by the all-star break he was far behind what he was projected to have scored that it just seems like he is reinvigorated he's found his game and it it is all coming at the perfect time but at the end of the day it's about it's not about Alex Ovechkin chasing Gretzky. It's about his love for the Capitals, the fans, teammates, city and coaches. He wants to bring prominence for the Capitals back to DC. Uh, and what am I talking about there? That, you know, he was a part of the Capitals Cup uh, in 2018, that he was huge uh, in the Capitals winning a Stanley Cup in 2018, and he was an integral piece in that happening in D.C. And I think, you know, everyone thinks that all he cares about is Gretzky. How am I going to catch Gretzky? Gretzky, Gretzky, Gretzky. And I think that's more people around him projecting that feeling. I think at the end of the day, what's more important than him catching Gretzky is the Capitals winning another Stanley Cup. And if he happens to catch Wayne Gretzky, well, that is just a side benefit of how great the Capitals are playing. Uh, but at the end of the day, Capitals fans, we have a lot to be excited about. And, and it's an interesting thing. It's a fickle thing. I can be fickle a bit at times. But uh, again, it's understanding the gravity and the magnitude of the games in which they won. Uh, what is one of the things the knocks on the Capitals is that, th that they didn't play a 60-minute game. The last two games against the Canucks and Bruins, they played a complete 60-minute game. They were responsible with the puck. They didn't have a lot of miscues uh, in the games. I know we'll talk about the Connor McMichael OT debacle there, but all things considered, the Capitals played very, very well over the weekend and is promising as a Capitals fan. But like Alex Ovechkin says, how I said, I try to do my job and you know, just play right style of game and be out there and help the team to win in true OV style is what he said there. So that is what the Capitals are hoping for, that they can parlay the success, keep pushing it down, keep building on their success. Uh, they have great net minding and it seems like the lines and the deep pairings are starting to gel here a little bit. Let's hope that the Capitals can go on a push and kind of prove a lot of people around the NHL, prove Dan wrong that they are capable of doing great things. I, for one, would like that a lot. All right, so coming up here after the break, we will talk about what changed. What changed over the weekend? It seems like a totally different team, like some spirits haunted the Capitals and, and possessed their bodies. What is behind the recent success? 
I'll discuss coming up. It's the halfway point of the season, and let's face it, Capitals fans, there's been ups and downs. Regardless of where we are in the current standings, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports, and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. And let me tell you something, guys, before Fantasy, I I was or a sleeper. I was not the kind of guy that was that big into fantasy sports, but now let me tell you something. I Love it. To win a 100 times bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Capitals fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and now you can also find it on Amazon Fire TV. It's everywhere. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find the Locked On Sports Today channel now on Amazon Fire TV. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So this weekend changed. It changed the Capitals' fortunes for the remainder of the season. Now, I'm not going to get ahead of myself and say that they are going to make it to the playoffs, but what I think is that they are at least somewhat in the realm of conversation that they were able to answer the bell on the big stages against the Bruins in Boston, against the Canucks, who had the most points in all of the NHL. That speaks volumes of this team. The next litmus test is going to be against the Avalanche. If you haven't checked the NHL standings, they're actually pretty good too. So again, we'll be able to tell more. And a little bit later, I'll talk about Brian McClellan as he was using this weekend and also the next game against the Avalanche as a measuring stick of how he wants to proceed with the season. The Capitals were looking to pick up two big wins over the weekend. They'll have to settle for a three-point weekend and it exceeded my expectation. They picked up two against the Bruins. They picked up one against the Canucks, all things considered, far better than I had expected. And uh, I don't think that, you know, unless you were a person that was just, you know, living your life with blind faith, I don't think anyone thought the Capitals were going to have the weekend that they had but they had it, and it, I was most impressed. I didn't expect the Capitals to be at the Bruins or the Canucks this weekend. So who thought they were going to be able to beat the Caps, or excuse me, the Bruins or the Canucks? I, I did not see that happening. I honestly didn't. So how were they able to turn it around? The Bruins have the second most points in the NHL. The Canucks lead the way in the league. This year has not gone the Capitals' way, but something has changed with this team. And it's more than just, you know, Alex Ovechkin. I wonder if we'll find out if the Capitals had one of those all-player meetings uh, that we heard about last year, where all of a sudden, you know, it was the, just the players behind closed doors. Let's figure it out, boys. What is going on? And then guess what? They went on a winning streak. 
something has changed and it's for the good. So I think that, you know, just be happy about what's going on. They seem to have found their fight again. That's the biggest thing. Uh, and if you talk about the Capitals and it's playing a 60-minute game, they'll have a good first period, fall asleep in the second, and then want to turn on the Jets in the third period. It's more sustainable play across the full 60 minutes, not here and there. That is some of their secret sauce. Make no mistake about it. Their ability to want to prove that they are capable of great things. Uh, there are Every one of those guys that puts on the Capitals jersey plays with a lot of pride for themselves, for the team, for the city, for their fans to, to say, hey, we're great players. And I know that a lot of NHL insiders have wrote us off, but we're going to prove that we're that. A lot of the players on this team were a part of the 2018 Stanley Cup winning team. Let's prove to everyone that, you know, we're not the youngest team anymore, but we still have a lot of fight. And I also think the players on the team expect to make it to the playoffs. I really do. I think, uh, you know, if you asked a lot of the different players on the team, if they expect to make it to the playoffs, there are a few of players that I think right now would say, you bet. Maybe not all of them, but I would bet that if you asked TJ Oshie, Alex Ovechkin, Tom Wilson, or John Carlson, they would tell you that they expect to make it to the playoffs. Again, you know, you could say, well, they might say it, but not mean it. But TJ Oshie, for example, he was the one. There's a reason that I put him first is he's a guy that is very optimistic and he has a high skill set. I truly believe that TJ Oshie thinks that the Capitals will make it to the playoffs. Alex Ovechkin, Tom Wilson, and John Carlson as well. I think that they believe that we can do it. Um, they mentioned a narrow margin and no room for failure, but I believe that they think they can do it. John Carlson was the one that mentioned that. So, you know, when you talk about it, they do mention that it's not going to be easy, that the margin is, uh, you know, razor fine. But they still, I think, believe in their heart of hearts that they can do it. And why do they think that they can do it? And why did I pick Oshie, Ovechkin, Wilson, or Carlson? Key pieces of the 2018 team that helped the Capitals win a cup. The leaders on the team rising to the challenge. They're going to have to do it without some key pieces. They're going to have to do it without Nick Backstrom, who was a strong, strong voice in the Capitals' locker room. I think at least in part why the Capitals struggled this season was not maybe necessarily of Nick Backstrom's play on the ice, but his leadership qualities, a quiet leader, not a guy that really raised his voice, but he spoke loud by his actions and his performance. And I think that's one of the things. And then also Evgeny Kuznetsov, uh, you take a look at him as well. He's had his personal struggles this year, but he is still a guy that generates a lot of opportunities. Um, so, you know, missing pieces, but all things considered, I think that Scarbosa, he was the right guy at the right time to fill in. Some people thought to themselves, why not Hendrick Slop here? Why not put him in there? I don't think that was the right fit. I think that Scarbosa was the right guy right now, 100%. Uh, you want to know something? They just might do it. They just might make it to the playoffs. They might prove Dan wrong. They might prove all the premier experts within the league that, they, that they're wrong. And, you know, I would love nothing more than for them to do it, to make a push into the playoffs. This old geriatric team that had one of the worst records to start the season found a way to get it done. Even though Alex Ovechkin had his worst start ever in his career, they found a way to do it. It is the thing that you write movies about. Uh, and I really wish that that's going to be the case. Will it, in fact, be the case? I guess it remains to be seen. I learned a lot about this year's team this weekend, and I think they are hungry to prove 
a lot of people wrong. And that's that's my big thing uh, in this segment here is their hunger to do it, to answer the bell on the biggest stage. And it's an interesting team this year is that they can really step up on the big stage. I think earlier in the season when they took down the Rangers as well. Again, a team that's in first place in the Metro, um, and, and they find a way to answer the bell on the biggest stage. Sometimes this team struggles the most against some of the worst teams in the league. It is a bit of a head-scratcher, but in any event, it is a win. A three-point weekend. I couldn't have asked it for anything more. A four-point weekend, I guess, is what I could have asked for, but three points will suffice. All right, so coming up here after the break, we will talk about the games this weekend against the Canucks and the Bruins. What went right? Not a lot went wrong. I'll discuss coming up. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel official sports book partner of the NBA. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So just wrapping up this weekend, this Super Bowl weekend, as the Chiefs are taking on the 49ers. And when I went down to, to record, they went into overtime and I said, enough of this. I, I cannot waste any more time watching this game. At the end of the day, I don't care about the 49ers. I don't care about the Chiefs. Let's go down to the studio and talk about some Capitals hockey with the fans. I feel good really coming into this weekend or wrapping up this weekend that the Capitals far exceeded my expectations. I'm actually really happy about it. And uh, I didn't know if they had it within them. So it was a great weekend for me as a Capitals fan that they were able to pick up three points uh, in the crucial ending point or the last half of the season. Just a really, really great weekend for the Capitals. Uh, Taking a look at it here, much like the game on Saturday, the Caps played a good 60-minute game, a change that this year's Caps fan team had not done on a regular basis. Uh, So them playing a 60-minute game like I talked about, something that the Capitals have not done this year on a regular basis. I talk about it on the show. Spencer Carberry talks about it. The players talk about it. The inability to play a 60-minute game, well, they turned around and they did that this weekend. Saturday's game and Sunday's game, the Bruins and the Canucks, they uh, they found their way, they found their game. And the question now is, can it continue? Can it continue into the next game? And can they, you know, spread this out into, you know, multiple wins? And I know that they didn't get the win uh, on Sunday against the Canucks, but, you know, can they keep the winning ways going here going forward when it matters the most? Nick Dow, the player at the center of trade talks, got the scoring going, uh, scoring going for the Capitals by redirecting a feed by Nicholas Abe-Cubell. It was Dow's eighth of the season. 
And Nick Dowd is a guy that I really do see being on the move at the trade deadline if, in fact, the Capitals are sellers. I think that they might hang on to him if the perception is is that they do make a push for the playoffs. But I would tend to think that Nick Dowd will be on the move, but huge on this team. We know what Nick Dowd means for this team, you know, nine times out of ten, playing on that fourth line, killing it nonetheless. The Caps were creating high-danger chances and kept the Canucks on their heels. And that is no small feat. Again, the Canucks lead the league in points, or at least they did in the morning when I checked uh, the standings. They lead the league in points. Uh, so this was not like they were, you know, beating a deplorable team. This was a team that's really good, a really good Canucks team this year. The Caps were applying pressure with a forecheck and made the Canucks have to work harder than they're used to. And some of the players said as much is that the Capitals really kind of gave it to them. And I think it kind of took the Canucks by surprise. I think it took the Bruins by surprise. That I think that to a certain extent that Boston and Vancouver fell into what is called a trap game. I guess not so much with the Canucks as they picked up the win. But you know what I'm talking about. It went to overtime. And I think that they thought that they were going to be able to sleepwalk their way uh, through the game against the Capitals. And the Capitals said, uh-uh. Not this weekend. If you're you're going to have to go through us, you're not going to be able to go around us. And that is what they did, and it, that is why it was impressive. Alex Ovechkin, again, uh, he was impressive playing going for his 13th goal of the season. Ultimately, though, it was Connor McMichael that cost the Caps an OT on a bad attempted pass. Uh, and a lot of the players kind of came to Connor McMichael's uh, side there and said, hey, don't blame him too much. It happens to the best of us. And I ultimately don't blame Connor McMichael. He is a hockey player at the end of the day. He's not a robot. He is prone to making mistakes. Um, all things considered, I like Connor McMichael's game. You know, if that was Evgeny Kuznetsov playing out there, that'd be a different story. He has a history of doing things like that. Nicholas Abikubel, another guy that has a bit of a history of coughing up the puck. So I think that, you know, for me uh, as a fan that covers this team, I think that Connor McMichael as a young player in the league and a guy that usually plays pretty sound nine times out of ten, he gets a little bit of a break. He gets a little bit of a longer leash. But in coughing up that puck, JT Miller made the Caps pay in the waning minutes of the three-on-three as that dropped the curtains on the Capitals. Uh, that would have been something, I got to tell you, if they would have found a way to be to the Bruins and the Canucks, I, I would be beside myself and just like, let's go! Uh, I still am, but, um, you know, they did pick up three points. Again, four would have been optimal, but, you know, just a tremendous weekend. I can't, you know, uh, oversell that enough, that what a weekend by the, by the Capitals, doing what they have not done all season. 60 minutes of hockey, you know, not a lot of miscues except for that overtime gaffe by Connor McMichael, dialed in, uh, and, you know, in that game in particular against Boston, a shutout by Charlie Lindgren, most impressive, hemmed into Boston zone almost the entire game. The, the fans in Boston were actually booing their own players. That's how bad it got. Um, so just a, a really a great a great weekend, riding high, uh, talking about the Capitals right now. Dylan Strome picked up an assist and now has points in five of his last six outings. Uh, Dylan Strome is by far, you know, the, one of the bright spots of this season. Make no mistake about it. You know, when I started the you know the season and I was talking about the Capitals this beginning of the season, I didn't think I'd be talking about Dylan Strome leading the team in goals. 
I didn't, but he is here. And not only that, he's picking up a lot of points with assists. He is definitely like one of the MVPs almost of this season. Uh, as far as the Bru uh, Bruins game was concerned, TJ Oshie, Dylan Strom, and Alex Ovechkin both found the back of the net. I would go ahead and say that the Bruins game was the best game that I have seen the Capitals play all season. Uh, very impressive. I like what I saw out on the ice. Uh, and most impressive. We need to see more of that. This game was like someone else was in charge of the Capitals' bodies as they dominated the Bruins at home. And that was my feeling like, are they possessed? Did someone take over their bodies that they're playing this well that all of a sudden they're buying into the systems that, you know, Spencer Carberry's been trying to beat into them all season? They finally figured it out. What's up? They did. They outshot the Bruins. They outchanced the Bruins and had more time in the Bruins' end. Most impressive. I, I did not see that coming. Uh, Matt Greslick, who speared Max Pacioretty late in the third period, left the game. And what is that all about? The spearing? Well, Max Pacioretty kind of pushed him into the boards, and he thought it would be all right to take a hockey stick and hit it up in the baby maker. That is not the way things go. And as he should have, he went out... It was a game misconduct. That was all she wrote for Matt Greslick. You can't do that at the end of the day. It wasn't a dirty hit, Max Patrick. He just kind of checked him into the boards. You're a hockey player. Man up a little bit. The Caps were good with the puck and without it, winning board battles and taking the air out of the Bruins' tires. Tss, taking the air out of the Bruins' fans' tires. Tss, feels so good as a Capitals fan. You know, you are you are such a great hockey team. Well, the Capitals had their way with him. Lindgren was perfect, 18 for 18. Uh, some people have said, should they have had Lindgren go in the game against the Canucks? You know, Monday morning quarterbacking, woulda, shoulda, coulda, didn't. Ultimately, I think Kemper played well, uh, but all things considered, Lindgren had a great weekend, and uh, it's interesting times for the Capitals as, you know, it's crunch time. And in tomorrow's show, I'm going to talk about Brian McClellan talking about that he is going to judge what he's going to do with the remainder of the season in the games that were played against the Bruins, the Canucks, and the next one against the Avalanche. He's going to put that all in the calculator, hit the equals button, and what will he say? Will he say that the Capitals are contenders or will he say that they are going to be sellers? Uh, one of the things, and I'll tease tomorrow's show a little bit, is he said that if they are sellers, be prepared for a lot of the players that are down in Hershey to get their opportunity. So, you know, that's going to be interesting. Um, if they are, in fact, sellers, get used to seeing Pierre Dubé. Get used to seeing Ivan Mirshnyshenko. Get used to seeing uh, Hendricks LaPierre. Uh, and, you know, a lot of those guys that I've spoke about all season, Clay Stevenson, uh, that will be their time to shine. Listen, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked on Capitals, your only daily year-round podcast covering the Washington Capitals. And I want to thank all of you that listen on the audio side and watch this on YouTube. You are ultimately what makes this show successful. When you're done here, head on over to Lockdown's 24-7 streaming channel, now on Amazon Fire TV as well. Can you guys believe it? Find the Lockdown Sports Today channel now on Amazon Fire TV. Check it out. It's like ESPN. It's like, uh, except better. You know how it's locked on capitals where there's locked on everything and they have shows on that channel rotating 24-7 in perfect harmony. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.